Welcome back to the Charles Logan Experience. Exactly. Train by day, Charles Logan Experience by night. As they say. Welcome back, my friend. Thanks, yeah. You've been to America recently. You had some yeah. kind of tournament now. I go to America. I do the ADCC. Yeah. Good performance, too. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. I'm annoyed I got injured. Yeah. What happened? I, <laughs> I got a corkscrew foot locked by Bodoni, the winner of the... Was it not hurt before? That was my thing, because it came out taped up prior to the to, to the to the Fowler fight, I thought you heard it during that because then the next day I saw it taped up to no, the no. shit. The, it was only taped for the Wagner match. The Bodoni match, it was not taped. Yes, it was. I mean, nah, it wasn't, I mean it you, wasn't. was it not? Nah, it wasn't. So oh. Fowler didn't, didn't injure it in any way. It was just, uh, maybe a little bit actually. It wasn't like injured in, in a way that it affected me in any way though. And it's not like, like nothing popped basically at all. It was just, it was just uh, a, foot lock, a straight footlock attempt. As okay. I was stood on it, which was like the most dangerous bit. So yeah, I wasn't injured going into the Bodoni. Yeah. And then yeah, did the Bodoni match and I got caught. It was a nice, nice counter. <laughs> You're leg entering the fuck out of him though, man. Yeah, I entered twice, but I don't know if I don't know if he particularly minded. I wonder I wonder what the strategy was for that. I, prob I imagine he watched my match with uh, You know Danaher's been geeking out and watching yeah, you. I think yeah. that's a compliment. Yeah. But <laughs> he uh I'm pretty sure he watched my match with Shanji and saw that I was, even though Shanji was stepping on the back of my knee, I was keeping their foot yeah. for too long. So they were probably thinking like, he likes to stay in the pocket when there's nothing, try and get a corkscrew to the hold, uh, which would have been okay. a nice strategy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, it worked, yeah. Well, I learned something from <laughs> Bologna's finish. That's good, as long as you come away with something. Yeah, yeah, at least I come away with something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then for the Wagner match, I was just, uh, literally that entire time, he was just trying to get my foot. You could like, see him, he was looking at it, he's like, this is taped up. Like even classic when he wasn't directly grabbing it, like he was always angling to grab it and he was pulling my head just purely to make me kick with that leg and all this kind of stuff. Ah, so, I yeah. thought he just pull it, what, what's the strategy? Because you get fucking pulling your head on. Yeah, because he, he wanted me to kick away or like push away or extend in some way. So that he could grab the foot. Yeah, so he could get the foot. Yeah, the entire time he was just after the foot and like the very first thing he did was go for a toe hold. And on like, the bad foot. Yeah, on the bad foot and I was like, well, I, I would have done that too and he, he was laughing. He's like, you got a leg, I got a leg. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. loved that. Man, my favorite, like, I don't, this is actually a missus that brought this up yeah. at the end. Like, when you came, when you came and sat with us in the stands, it's like, because you fucked his foot up, you should have just stood him back up and tried the foot sweep and yeah. him. His foot would have collapsed. And my foot was fucked as well. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. But that would have been fun to watch. Yeah, it would have been fun, yeah, just too lint. Too fucking. Yeah, but he doesn't things. seem to mind having broken legs. But he was fucked. He couldn't even walk. He could barely yeah, walk yeah, off yeah. the mat. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a great strategy, but I, I could, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he would have just ignored it at the time. He would have just been walking on stumps if he had to. He's tough, man. Just he's tough as fuck. leg, yeah, he's dumb as fuck. Yeah, fair play, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you had a fun time at the tournament? You enjoyed it? Yeah, I enjoyed it, yeah. It was good fun. I feel like, uh, you know, I took, I took the preparation seriously. And I took, the obviously, the matches seriously, but it wasn't like... Yeah. You know, slapping my face and shit. It's just unnecessary, I feel like. No, you came up pretty chill. Just yeah. the usual way, you'd like right. smirk on your face, seeing what's going on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then, like, it doesn't help to be angry or, you know, no. be focused, obviously, that helps. But I'm, I'm focused anyway. You can smile and be focused at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. You don't have to be an evil cunt. Yeah. How'd you find your match with Zanji? Xander. Yeah. Uh, that was an odd match. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like, I'm not sure if he was waiting for overtime or, like, or if he was fully in the zone, it's just it felt a bit weird like the whole time through, like he wasn't he wasn't giving a hundred for it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. He wanted match. to get in and out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the... Maybe because it was his last tournament, he was just like, you know, savouring every moment and not rushing anything. But yeah, he, I feel like he just let me get his arm. You said this. He, yeah, he just, like, just it gave it to me. It didn't feel like he was necessarily expecting me to do any attacks to him or... And he just like, I went to get his arm once and he ripped it out very late. And then I went very slowly to get it again. He waited really late to do anything. And then as he tried to do it, it was just, just it was too, late. too late. Yeah, it wasn't like a super... Did you feel his arm pop? Yeah, I felt his arm pop three times. Jeez. So he didn't, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't terrible pops, but it was like, you should, if it was in the gym, 100% you'd tap to that before <laughs> your, arm, your arm starts to pop. But yeah. basically, my takeaways from the tournament are... Yeah, let's say the same improve my Improve my... Leg look defense. Yep. Or just like awareness of look. Basically, you just, just don't get caught again yep. <laughs> in the same way and uh, improve my braking mechanics. Yep. Which is a hard one to train. Yeah, on, on willing opponents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need to find someone in the gym who just doesn't give a fuck and they're, <laughs> they're willing to just break their legs for. Like we said, just training then was interesting. Like you need people to get the timing right to put enough pressure on and they need to like turn at the right time because if they don't turn it's it's a different reaction yeah, yeah, etc exactly. so you need a, you need like not only a tough kind yeah. training partner you need a, a clever training partner yeah you need to basically i don't know do some rounds from from yeah, positions yeah. where i have a arm bar for example and i'm trying to well i should have bent it over my hip and sat up and stuff but yeah. not gonna lie i thought it was gonna tap there so i just just try to bridge just through it as hard as possible. Yeah, <laughs> give him the Tony Ferguson, Charles Oliveira. That was savage, man. You yeah, seen that? What the heel hook? No, the arm. He gets the arm by and he sits oh, up yeah, and he yeah, fucking yeah. tucks and he it in. Under. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, like even that though, because you can you can fuck up the angle, but if you just hold it with two hands, sit up and just push it over your hip. Yeah. Then you can get like horrible Break. breaks. Yeah. Like, break just bending it like fully, like two seventy degrees. <laughs> Gee whiz. So yeah, but then after that. Felt fine. Even the wrestling, I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel like I was necessarily. You didn't wrestle anyone. Uh, Shun, I had to wrestle Shonji for a little bit before he shot. Take Did you? Down. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I, I thought you sat down straight away. I sat. Oh I no, because yeah, you got yeah, overtime. Yeah, yeah, overtime. Yeah. But again, he just let me get collar tie and like an inside tie and like pull his head to the floor and these sort of thing, and then he just shot a double from miles away. So. Yeah, douche. It's yeah. So I didn't. I don't know. It was a very weird match with Shonji. Obviously, Giancarlo felt the best out of everyone. Yeah, because uh, he was actually like, he was actually pressuring, or like trying to pressure and moving, you know, moving side to side and all this kind of stuff. And obviously, try get past. And he finished me, so yeah, regardless of what he was doing, he finished me. So I would like to see that rematch. Yeah, I would like to see that again. I'll just be a bit more careful with my legs. But <laughs> I feel like you'd catch him. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I could catch him. Like, I feel like I was watching his matches, and he was he'd been caught with leg locks before. So that was essentially what I was going to try and do. Just, leg lock, just him. leg lock him. So yeah, yeah. the strategy doesn't change. Yeah. For anyone, essentially. Yeah, just fucking trying to leg lock him. Yeah. Like, for Mason, yeah. again, like, trying to... I mean, I'm basically pretty happy they gave him a negative because it forced him to engage, like, really hard. <laughs> that was so ridiculous. That was funny as fuck. It was so funny. You can see his face go, what? What? The, yeah. you know, have you seen Semi Pro? The movie with Will Ferrell? No, no, I don't think so. And he's like, tells the ref to go fuck himself and he gives him a penalty. He's like, what did I say? <laughs> Same as Mason fell. Like, what did, what did I do? <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> so funny. That was so good. Oh, I enjoyed that quite a lot. Yeah, and then he beat him and he's like, no way did yeah, he beat him. He wasn't happy with it. Lost. I wouldn't be happy either. I'd be pissed too, but... 
I was so happy saying that. <laughs> just, that was the highlight of my trip. Yeah. That was so good. That was so funny. Do you like America overall, though? No, actually, before that, let's, who's who's your who's your highlight from your perspective from ADCC? Who did the best that I've yeah, ever yeah, won? Yeah. Let's go like top two. Well, Giancarlo. Hey, but I already knew that Giancarlo was was one of the favorites, to be honest. So mm. that wasn't too much of a surprise to me. Cade. Uh, Cade beating Mika was pretty surprising in the way he did it, especially because Mika hasn't been subbed before. Savage. Yeah, and it was brutal. It was fucking brutal. Savage. It was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, who else? Yuri winning the absolute. Not going to lie, that was kind of unexpected. That was a shit match. It was, yeah, it was less entertaining than I expected, and I didn't expect much, I must say. Yeah, it was dry. Uh, what else? That was, that was not a fun match to watch, particularly. Yeah. Uh, Sam McNally beating Gary Tonin. Yeah. Bruh. That was, I mean, I went up to Sam afterwards and I was like, unbelievable. I just kept saying unbelievable. <laughs> I, I was trying to compliment him, but after I said it like three times, I was just like, I'm just being rude here. Because he's getting offended. What did he say? No, no, no he, was, he was thankful. Obviously, he, he didn't get offended, but I was like, hmm, that sounds pretty rude actually now, though. <laughs> you beat yeah. Gary Tonin. <laughs> you, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sam and Alec, that's all. Like, um, I like Sam, so I'm happy to beat Gary Tonin, but, like, if you just look at the odds, it was probably that paper. he was, yeah, not a favourite, and he yeah. won, like, and he got... Uh, what did he beat? Rear naked choke? Or did he, he got his, I'm pretty sure he got his back or, or something like that. He got, he got to his back. And, he submitted him, no? Nah, he, he got to his back, Gary escaped. Gary almost heel-hooked him as well, and that was fucking very Shoot. close. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, and Sam escaped from one and three by three points. Props to Sam McNally. Yeah, yeah, fair play because Gary's fucking dangerous and uh, dangerous fuck. Yeah, I'll, I'll put him as one of the favourites if if he managed the weight cut properly. I would have put him as one of the favourites for the division. Yeah, and Sam took him out first round. That's a tough weight cut, sixty six. Uh, just go fucking balls yeah. deep, seventy seven. And I'm pretty sure Sam had a like injury or something in his uh, training oh, okay. camp as well. So to do it all injured, that's nice. It's impressive. Well done. Man. Yeah. Upset as well was Ty and Hinger. I thought Hinger might do better than other people against Ty because he's like... They know each other. Yeah, yeah, but especially he knows him as he's grown up. Yeah, it's not just like he's come into him at a certain level of game where Ty's got all the rest of the game that he could use, but he He knows knows every single step that Ty's ever done. Father, son. Yeah. Basically. Father, son, him. (laughs) He almost let go of him, didn't he? Didn't he let go of the rear naked and then... To t- uh, I don't know, someone could be talking shit. I can't remember exactly what happened. <laughs> All I remember is the guillotine, like, I, the guillotine sort of whole, he had a guillotine on him, arm in for a while, and yeah. Ty was trying to come up on a, on a takedown for, for like the longest time, and that was kind of the only, like, only the sort of thing you'd see from people that have rolled together for ages. Like, in competition, it never tends to be like that fine margins right. between someone winning and someone else really winning. Yeah. But because they've trained together so much, I guess they were so used to it that they knew like... What they could get away with. Yeah, exactly how far they they needed to go to win. So that's why it was a super entertaining match. That was was probably one of the best matches. It was a good match. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Cade, fucking savage as well. (laughs) Bro, man. And the the armbar on Giles, man. That was Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's one of the questions. Like, how was training with Giles? Oh, let's get into that. Yeah, he's fucking... Well, yeah, he's fucking hard to pass. Like, you can't really do anything but go to north-south. Like, you can you can try to pass from knees, but he's very good at entering uh, 
K-guard from all positions. Like your yeah. best bet is legit just to go to north-south, hold his shins, try and get your elbows inside, turn your hips. But yeah, he's just very good at, like he spent his whole training camp doing that. A mutual friend um, said he's very hard to pass from north-south as well because his knees yeah. just fucking come so far into he, his shoulders. Yeah, his knees are like on his chest. So, yeah. and like when you try and pass from the front, like, I don't know, I thought he was just like messing around when we, when we very first roll, he just like held his shins and just sat there and waited and I like held his shins and just moved them around and they just moved around a bit. He didn't move at all and I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. Just have to go to north-south and try and work from there. I don't like passing from north-south. Yeah. And uh, like I don't mind it, but... It's not ideal for you. Yeah, so basically just every time I'd enter, we'd get, we'd get to 50-50 and spend a huge amount of time there. <laughs> it was like, there was, there was no play from top. Yeah, like... I don't think there's anything else Cade could have done necessarily. Did you guys tap each other a couple of times? Yeah, we, we got each other. He got me with heel, heel hooks and, and basically likewise with, with heel hooks and like that sort of stuff. Okay, nice. Uh, I actually injured his rib before in, yeah. in, the, in the run up to it, which wasn't... It's not ideal. It was, wasn't ideal, yeah. It was just, it was bullshit as well, like chasing his back and he, he was just turning and I was just leg squeezing and, and he said, oh yeah, my rib. And I was like, oh. Is that a recent injury? He's like, nope, that's a that's the fresh old and fresh injury now. And you're saying that's that's tricky as well because of the the flight. Obviously, the flight's fucking long. He just yeah. got there, blah blah blah. Yeah, he did a 25 or six hour flight, and then he came and trained. And obviously, even if you feel kind of warmed up, you need like a full training session to unstiffen, and then the next one you might be good. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, less than ideal. Definitely. And I imagine it affected his performance as well. Even though he looked pretty good, but like, right, having a, having a fucked up rib and you're trying to invert and keep your knees to chest the whole time, it's like the worst thing possible. It's tough as fuck. Yeah. So yeah, apologies to Charles for that. You should be ashamed of yourself. I am a bit. It wasn't necessarily my fault, but it was mutual. It happens, man. Mutual fucking. Yeah. It's tough. Like, I mean, I guess you're both training for ADCC. There's a training camp. You both want to get yeah. some time together. He's just come off a long flight. It's like, okay, let's train. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah, yeah. Basically, also that I'm a weight class above, I feel like that's probably much easier to get injured. Like if I was training with a 99er, I'd be much more... They'd be much more resilient to injury. Yeah, yeah. I'd be very careful how, how I train with them, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you manage to train with Craig? No, I didn't do any training with Craig. I trained with Kieran Kitchuk, the force reap guy, lock and strangle. He was very good. He's, again, like more Giles' weight class, or even slightly below. Okay. And uh, that was entertaining. He was just talking, talking shop. Talking yeah. about legs and talking <laughs> and so on and, and all that. He was he was a super useful corner though. Like he knew his shit about basically all the people. Basically, he was just like very into jiu-jitsu and like know, knew everyone. Nice to some degree on a personal level, and some of them not. And he studies the game and all this kind of stuff. And he, and we have very similar games. So good guy to have in your corner. Yeah, that's why I'm like Mo offered offered him to me, and I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Like let's let's have him. Did you know him before? No. Oh, okay, but you no, met yeah, him yeah. and he's like, chat. Did yeah, he yeah. train at the Jars place? Uh, yeah, he was training with, with Jars as well. Oh, that works yeah. out perfectly. Yeah, yeah. So when, when he came, he only came on Thursday though. So we got like one or two training sessions in before. Is he Aussie guy? Nah, he's a, he's Canadian. Canadian. Yeah. Got it. Mm. Yeah, he was good though. Like, I, I appreciate it. Also, like, yeah, I legit didn't know him and he just, he just showed up and helped coach me. So yeah, that was fucking great. That's it, man. Shout yeah, out. Yeah. What's his name again? Kieran, Kieran Kitchuk. Kieran Yeah. Shout Lock and strangle on Instagram. Great, Top man. Right. What a man. Cool. Okay. Should um, we do the questions? Yeah, yeah, let's do some. Have you changed right, any, um, any change? Have you changed any training methods? As in, it's from now, will we change the training methods, I guess? Will you? Yeah. yeah. I think okay. was, was that more about weights or jits? Let's go with both. Let's uh, go for both. For me, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
So I'm going to probably cut down the amount of lessons I do and try and do more jiu-jitsu or just like try and streamline how much traveling I'm doing because I'm not going to lie, yeah, it, it's always the issue, but I've got to, it's, something's got to be done. And like if I don't actually just like cut off loads of classes and lessons, I'll never have time to reorganize. So I might have to just like take the plunge, cancel a huge amount of classes and then start accepting classes in a much more organized fashion. Yeah, that's basically teaching one class a night and wasting time. So essentially you could get like two or three classes in a row everywhere. You have a degree in economics, price goes up, quantity comes down. Yeah. Same, same. I think that's, yeah. we both listened to that Gordon Ryan Mojo Zoom podcast with Joe Rogan. If yeah. you haven't listened to that, I recommend you listen to it's that. It's called the Joe Rogan podcast. So good. So good. Listen to the Joe Rogan podcast with uh, Gordon Ryan Mojo Zoom. But yeah, I think like for you, obviously increase your price, key detail, quality comes down. Yeah. The quali quality goes up, price comes up. But like less travel, man. You can't be doing yeah. that. I can't increase the supply, so the price has to go up. Then exactly, yeah, and yeah, really less travel more. too, man. I think like focusing yeah. on. We'll, have, we'll probably have more chat about, about this offline, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got to. Yeah, something's got to be done. Something's got to. Anyway, back to the training yeah. methods. What we what are you doing? Yeah, change? so training methods. So that's one. Obviously, just trying to train more from cutting out the uh, the travel. But yeah, basically, like trying to maybe be a bit more organized in my training. Uh, like do more specific rounds that might be a okay. worth, worthwhile thing to try out or like at least test it I'm not going to like just definitely change my, cha change my training methods but I'm going to test out what I reckon is probably is probably going to be useful and then try and work back from there I'm also going to maybe like reverse engineer yeah I'm, I'm basically got to like test things out before you commit to them basically and then other than that I'm going to just continue on the DVDs I feel like it's actually been working pretty well like the, the current training method so yeah you know just like trying new stuff out in the evening on on the people i teach and then in the actual open mats just doing like you know still trying stuff out but trying bet more but like moves that i'm better at basically okay yeah. like refine 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 yeah refine yeah and and more comps as well we got two i years don't know now. about more comps i don't know okay i, I don't I don't see the value in just doing loads of fucking comps for no reason. Like it's, it's no, good for money. It's... Not comps, so like matches, people matching you up with people. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's good. Same, but same. It's, it's again, it just distracts from, you know, just improving in that and actually training. Like really, kind of yeah. Like the, like the competitions aren't really, like they say it makes you better and it improves you and stuff. But like it shows what you need to improve to some extent or what, what you're worse than some people at. But ultimately. It's not training. I guess you stay sharp all year round as well. Like yeah. for people who don't know you, like your lifestyle literally is just like you watch a lot of jiu-jitsu, you do a lot of jiu-jitsu. If you're not doing jiu-jitsu, you're like, what the fuck is the point in this? Yeah. Basically. So it's like you're constantly staying sharp. Yeah, so the comps, like I'll, I'll do the comps because they're fun and it's like, like if I'm getting bored of the routine and I'll do a comp, but like... Also, when I start to get in, doing like too many competitions and seminars, I just feel like the training starts becoming shit. Yeah, exactly. To, 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 to Gordon Ryan's testament, it's yeah. just like you're just wasting time. You're not training effectively. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I feel like the momentum in training is key. So you can do, but then a good time to be, a, to do a comp is when you're like, oh, like, what the fuck do I do? The training is just getting dry. I'm just going in and out every single day. Then yeah. it's a good time to do a comp. And then you've got also it like motivates you to give you something to work towards. And like, you can have cycles of training okay. for, for comps where you you know, go from playful to like refining and then you can kind of see exactly 
what your game is at the time. Then you go to the comp and test out the game and then you can go back and refine it again. Sick. So that's a good little strategy. Yeah. Like like stay on this comp, see what's working, see what you need to work on, yeah. come back, reevaluate, plan, yeah. execute, da -da -da. Yeah. and then slowly go from playful to really hard sparring. Nice. And then, and then go to the comp and then see what needs to be done. Try and so crush. for me, ah. it's going to be that's the sketch. Work some leg locks. <laughs> Clearly, I need to <laughs> fucking more leg locks. Which is just, get better oh, leg locks, man. Exhausting all the time on the fucking leg locks. Clearly, you need to and, get better, man. And yeah, what I've been doing recently is uh, passing, like pressure passing. And I didn't point. do it. Didn't do any of that in. Actually, I did a bit of top position against Janje, but not when it was, not when there was any point to it. Basically, when there was no, when there was literally no points. Yeah. So I was just, you know, fucking top, top passing, trying to just like tie him out and see what I could get away with without, without risking anything. Because, yeah, for me, if I'm going to do ADCC, it's all just going to be A game, which is like where I'm most dangerous from is 100% on in guard attacking legs. Yeah. Is where I'd be most confident that I can finish someone. Nice. So, yeah, I didn't fuck around, basically, just, just that. So you get better at passing? Yeah, so I'm going to continue getting better at passing. I'm also going to revisit legs. Uh, yeah. I got some new stuff off Shashinsky, Mateusz Shashinsky. If you can spell that, then uh, you should Google him. Oh, the Polish fellow you're talking about. Yeah, he's, he's, you said he's got savage he's fucking locks. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he. Seventy-seven kgs, yeah. Yeah, he tapped William Tackett in under three minutes with a with a his shotgun ankle lock, which is basically Aoki lock. Wow. And yeah, he fucked up his leg and knee. So I don't think anyone's done that to Tackett in like ages and ages. No one's heel hooked him. So. Yeah, I listened when he was teaching. I listened and I, <laughs> and I learned a lot and almost made me feel bad. Like, I, might, I might start buying his instructionals. Yeah. He's got one on YouTube apparently for free. I watched a bit of it, but it wasn't exactly what he was showing us in the, uh, oh, okay. the warm-up room Still backstage. Still good? You'd recommend? I'd recommend it, yeah, because it, it's a lot of similar concepts, but like his actual finish is very different to what he shows in the video. What's his father's name? Adam Shashinsky. Mateusz Shashinsky, M-A-T-E-U-S-Z, and then... Second name, S-C-Z-C-E-C-I-N-S-K-I. -C -C -E -C wow. Shishinsky. Spell check on that. Yeah, yeah. Pull it up to me. Yeah, that, that's right. I've <laughs> <laughs> Googled it many, many times. <laughs> I actually had a match with him scheduled one time. Thank fuck he popped his rib. <laughs> so he didn't leg lock <laughs> you. Did, How long ago was this match meant to happen? Uh, this was on, I want to say Grapple Fest, like before COVID. Back um, in the day, yeah, man. Yeah, ages ago. And I'm sure he was still like... Yeah, he was very good back in the day. Still good now. Yeah, he's still Clearly. good now. Yeah. Clearly fucking good. Like Clearly. he uh, he lost a very close match to Dante. And yeah. uh, Dante Leon, he did good man. Yeah, he, he did. He had a nice match against Mika. There's a bit of controversy around that. Against who Mika? Yeah, Mika Gaba. I didn't watch that. That was uh, There was a, a point where he, he took him down or Mika Mika got a takedown. He got two points, then Deontay did this, almost the identical same thing. And he got two points, but then the two points got retracted. I, I'm not sure Ooh, why. cold, yeah, that must hurt. Yeah, yeah. When, when the points get given, then taken away. It's yeah, like, he's like, they've already made a, gonna, a yeah. second decision, so. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> That's it, then, That's I tough. guess. He looked good in that match. I think if I went to overtime, Mickey Gavao was looking tired. Anyway. Was he? Yeah, I think so, yeah, from my noob perspective. Maybe Mika had some, some issues, but he did look fucking good in the early matches, actually. Yeah, Mika. Yeah, he is very good. He is very good. Damn, I hope his legs are okay because it just sad, looked disgusting. Bitch. Yeah, those Rotolo bros. There's something about like training from such a young age and just like having such a solid understanding and like their bodies have just kind of morphed into yeah. being really good at jiu-jitsu. Like their, ba their balance and yeah. everything is just so good. Right. Their their hands reach their knees when they're walking around. Yeah, long reach, like man. fucking long arms, like. It, 
who was it? That guy Kieran was telling me that he had a match with Cade and Cade locked a, a figure four lock around his body. <laughs> around his whole body. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got long arms. It's like John Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, his, his match against Pena was impressive, man. The tie, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's crazy, just yeah. like uh, also can... very sus. <laughs> Did you see Pena was like Essentially fisting a child in the arse. Really? Yeah, did you watch them? They were in like yeah, reverse mount and Penner was trying to push oh, him I've off. Oh, I've seen that like actually, yeah. A fist like directly up the arse and like the crowd was cheering. Then he started doing that and you just hear like, ooh. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's too young. Like, He's too young. Ooh, that just got a bit dark. All of a 21 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's right. <laughs> I think 20, I thought he was 19. I don't know what it is yeah, in the US. I think they're 19, but oh yeah, yeah. In Australia, was, it's like 16. Yeah. Yeah, it's essentially regardless. It was a bit rapey, un, unkempt. Yeah, it was <laughs> uncouth. It was okay. uncouth, and everyone was like, "Oh, like that's just that's like, just nasty." Get like, that no, fist out of the no ass. one wants it that much. Yeah, <laughs> clearly Penny did. Yeah, yeah, clearly. <laughs> well, he tried it. But those guys, those guys are impressive, man. They yeah. just their bodies have just morphed into like understanding jiu-jitsu so well. I'm, their I'm balance, glad their coordination. Glad I wasn't on that side of the bracket. Yeah, I would. That'd be a fun match to watch. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, it would, it would still be fun. And I like, you know, I'm sure there's ways to beat them. Like Craig had a good strategy against Ty, where he took him down and yeah. all that. But yeah, like that's not necessarily my strong suit. And also, Ty is much bigger and stronger now. And and yeah, they're just fucking infinite cardio. Is he bigger than you, Ty? I think yeah. he's maybe a bit taller. But you go strength to strength. I think where he would surprise you was just his fucking unpredictability and like wildness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd be yeah. very hard to like. You could go strength to strength, but he's just he's, he's just so like unpredict he's unpredictable. Like, yeah, yeah, he's very, very fast. Hard to train for that guy. Like, even if you're yeah, very strong, even yeah. if you're very strong, like he's still gonna just yeah. surprise you with stuff. Well, you see, how he deals with. He's very he's everyone. very aggressive too. Yeah, he he dealt with everyone. Like he didn't. It's not like he did any like. Put this down here. Timid matches or anything like that. Like he went after everyone from standing and tried to try to like push the pace on everyone. Whereas if, if I had a match with like Felipe Pena or something, I'd definitely look, be looking to counter, not like trying to bully him. Yeah, yeah. He tried to literally bully everyone, which is pretty impressive. Like someone also he tapped Pedro Mourinho with again with the super long arm. He did the reverse anaconda, whatever yeah, you want to yeah. call it. Like I can't even reach that. Like I have reasonable <laughs> forearms, and he's just yeah, just he's nuts. got fucking long arms. Yeah, man. Yeah. Pedro Mourinho did look a bit tired during that, um, that yeah. the entirety of the ADCC. Yeah, that was in the absolute as well. So he obviously had already had some matches. Had a war with Wagner. Did he? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, there we go. I saw some of that topless, topless just sort of collar tie. Dick, I can't, of... dick, just dick swinging. They're just trying to. <laughs> yeah. I hate those kind of matches, but it was fun to watch. Anyway, it was fun, yeah. training methods. Uh, for changing training methods for strength for you in the, in the weight room? Yeah. No, we just keep going, same, same. I'm, uh, right now, we're just going to more of a strength block. I want to get you back on the conventional deadlift. Now we don't have any competitions coming up. Yeah. Try to build that up. I'd like to see our deadlift yeah. rise. Didn't feel like I was under strength against anyone. No, yeah. I, I would say like from an S&C standpoint, we, we nailed it. Yeah, yeah, that was The goal idea. was to go in and, I mean, we said when we first started, not let anyone bully you, not, yeah. not let physical attributes be a discouraging yeah. factor, which it was, it not. was not at all. At all. So we keep going. I mean, as long as the goal is 88 kgs, if it's 99 kgs, then that's a different conversation. Nah, but fuck that. 80, stay at 88? Absolutely, yeah. Cool, so then we just keep, yeah. we're probably just gonna do. I wasn't, I didn't even make 88. Like I made, I had to cut on some days, but some you days. You were 91 I was, I was before you left, with 90.8. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say for you, we're just going to focus on more strength training for now rather than hypertrophy. So we'd have some like nice strength box coming up. Yeah. Use some underloading nice. methods. So like underloading method means, say if you have a deadlift, and let's say you get to like the end of a, a six to 12 week, let's, let's use broad ranges here, six to 12 week block of a deadlift. And it's like, yeah. fuck man, that dead, now I'm re really getting tired from the deadlift. We go, okay, cool, let's add in a, a deficit, which is gonna be, you're not gonna be able to lift as heavy, but it has postural benefits, it's a harder lift. The weight's gonna be lower, so it's not as physically taxing. However, yeah. it is gonna improve the actual deadlift. The tech is. The tech is exactly. Okay, all right. Exactly, stuff like that. That's good. Maybe introduce some squat variations, mate, but for, I don't know. We'll, we'll just we'll keep crushing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been going pretty well. Like yeah, with another two. Like how long two have we been doing it? Like one year. One year. Yeah. We'll keep seeing really consistent gains for at least another eight months, yeah. and then even then the gains will still come, but they'll just come yeah, slower. Yeah. Also, yeah, I feel like yeah, it's constant gains. It will be constant gains. But, for that, a but that's the that's the thing. That's why I always. I've been posting a lot about steroids recently. People are like, oh, <laughs> especially after ADCC, like, oh, he's on steroids. It's like, yeah. you don't need fucking steroids, yeah, man. Yeah. Unless you're 99 kg plus, sure, that's a different conversation because yeah. they're all big, fucking big units. And if you are 99 kg plus, you're gonna, you should probably be a stud if you're going to enter that division mm. or cut weight. But for, for most jiu-jitsu, I'm going to say almost all jiu-jitsu guys, unless they had a professional athlete background, like you your resistance training experience is going to be pretty minimal. Mm. So whatever you decide to do, as long as you're consistent with yeah. the, the weights training front and the nutrition front, you're going to get a fucking result. Yeah. Once you start thinking like going on oh, to get juicy, this and that, you need to understand that's going to have detriments on your body. So say, here's, here's like a classic example. Get on the juice. You're, you're going to get noob gains plus steroid gains. You, bro you grow a shit ton of muscle very quickly. Mm. Also, like, without talking about blood pressure and any of that kind of shit, let, let's just go from a muscle standpoint. You, grant, you gain a bunch of muscle in a very short amount of time. Your tendons and ligaments don't have the time to catch up. And you're doing jiu-jitsu, which is already tough on the tendon, tendons and ligaments. Your risk for injury goes through the fucking roof because the muscles have gotten so big, they don't have a chance. To, the, the tendons and ligaments haven't had a chance to catch up. So you're just way more injury-prone from things just snapping. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're way more okay, prevalent yeah. to injury. Didn't even think about that. It's huge. It's, the it's balance very, between muscle and... It's very tendons. common. Then when they get off the juice, because they know... They don't, some guy was like, oh, it's cheaper to get on the juice than thousands of pounds of coaching. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, I didn't say it to him. I said it more in a polite way. But it's like, <laughs> just get on YouTube and like fucking... Uh, if you don't have the money to afford a coach, that's fine. At least, at least talk to someone who knows what they're doing and they can give you the resources that you need to go so you can go you know, look by yourself what are the things that need free. to do. Health is free. Health is free. Health is free. Listen to this you fucking podcast. We, we, <laughs> Health is free. Yeah. Got, it, I mean, may, <laughs> it may be cheaper for a vial of tests, but what's the long-term consequence on that? Yeah. I would say if, if anyone thinks, Shrunk and balls. I love how we, yeah, I love how we just turned this into a conversation about steroids, but it's been in my mind a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's been in my mind. It's, it pissed me I've off as well. To tell I've been waiting to get this motherfucker out. <laughs> if you're thinking about getting on the fucking gear, ask yourself the question, have you had five hard years of resistance training experience? Have you maximized your, yeah. your, your, you your beginner and intermediate yeah. gains? If you have, then, and you feel like, oh fuck, I'm just not getting to where I need to be. Mm. Then think about what is your actual goal in the career of jiu-jitsu? Are you, are you going to be, are you good enough to make this the fucking big league? Because if yeah. you're not, if you're going to be doing grapple, grappling industries and fucking IBJJF, probably call it a day. Is it, is it worth the fucking, big yeah. leagues. Is, it, <laughs> is it worth, is it worth doing the juice for that? Probably not, man. <laughs> it really isn't. If, no, it, if it's for ADCC, years, maybe, then, then, then maybe that's a different conversation, but at yeah. least have five fucking, minimum yeah. five fucking years of hard training under your belt before yeah. you even think 
about getting on a juice because I guarantee if you get fucking good training in, good nutrition, you'll get a good result. I would actually love to know like the actual who was and wasn't on juice because I know some people that are on juice that you'd never think are on juice. Yeah, yeah. Like you look like, at them. We don't need to name names. We don't need to I name them, but like... I look at them like, what a waste of juice. Like, you don't even, you don't even look juicy. At least look juicy. What I would like to see more is people who are on juice, because it's not even drug tested, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, Just yeah. tell people you're on the juice. Yeah. Just be more honest about it. Like, yeah. you don't have to go like, eh, hey, everyone, I'm on the juice, but like, at least when people are asking about it, like, oh, your performance, they'll be like, yeah, I'm, I take your steroids, I'm taking PEDs. Yeah, yeah. There's no shame in that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care if, yeah. if fucking Gordon Ryan's on, we well, all know Gordon's rules, on the juice. Yeah. I don't care that he's on the juice. Yeah, legit, even, like... He looks great, he's crushing people. Even if I did care, it's not in the rules that you that, can't be on the juice, so you may as well just admit to it. But also, I, I reckon there's a lot of people that aren't on juice in it. I actually yeah, believe, yeah. like, because like, going there now, like, you don't need to be on juice to win. No like, way. But equally, no way, the thing that so. I think no is way. like, like the juice might not show up in someone's physique, but it might, like the people that are just like ridiculously good, you could think like, how the fuck do you get that good? Like, like either you've got a super good coach, yeah. and like each lesson, each hour you do is worth so many more hours than other people, or you're just putting in so much time training that's like, how are you training that much? Exactly. How are yeah. you refining your exactly. skills that much? It's exactly. not like great training methods, it's both great training methods and juice, clearly. Exactly. And yeah. juice doesn't always equal like crazy physique. Like, oh, yeah. de there's, a, there's a good plate for, plate, more plates, more dates. If, you watch, if, you re if you're really into the subject, you can watch him break down Daniel Cormier and John Jones. Daniel Cormier was juiced to the fucking teeth. Was was he? Yeah, juiced to the teeth. His, his like average, uh, I'm not really good at explaining this, but like his average like testosterone, like milliliters or whatever it was, was like the average for a male, and we're gonna mis don't wanna misquote this, but it was like three to 500. His was like 7,000. Cormier. Daniel Cormier. Oh. I yeah. thought he was all about being clean and all this. Yeah. Go, go, if you're interested in watching, learning more about steroids, more plates, more dates. How did you not get put for that? Watch the thing. Okay. Watch, okay. watch the thing. I'll, I'll fuck up. I'll, I'll watch it. You just regurgitate other podcasts. This <laughs> <laughs> entire podcast. podcast. <laughs> the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah. Joe, pull that up. So good. And pretend we have guests. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's crack on. All right. Monclizzy. Monclizzy, not yet. No, I don't deserve a Monclizzy, to be honest. Fourth place doesn't get you a Monclizzy, buddy. I think I think the prize money is one k, and a Monclizzy is like if you get it fresh, it's like minimum six to seven hundred for a jacket. So a Monclizzy, wow, the good Monclizzies are like yeah. two grand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't earned a Monclizzy, yeah. and I spent a shitload of money in Vegas, not even on gambling. So what a what what a no that is. Vegas is expensive, it's man. Fucking <laughs> what a disgusting. Like when the when the when it was like five dollars to one pound, it might have been like a good investment, but it's twenty six dollars for a granola. Like I'm just starving there essentially, or I'm just just yeah. wait, just always getting the cheapest thing on the menu. We found one place that did like a chicken soup and we went there like five times. I feel like everything's minimum twenty bucks there. Yeah, yeah. In Vegas, like forty bucks. Yeah. Like, I couldn't find a steak for under 40, 40 bucks, yeah. And it's not a good steak either. Yeah. I, I didn't even try it. I saw some steaks yeah. for like 600 quid. Like, 600 like, bucks. Yes, for like a, a big tomahawk, like one of those ridiculous size. Uh, but that's what? not 600. Like, you can buy a whole cow for 600 bucks. So it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, like one fucking It's like, a joke, rib. man. I went to Blacklock like, uh, yesterday with a missile. 
Uh, like I got two steaks. Luck looks cheap as well. It's like hawk, similar to Hawksmoor. I think the yeah. beef is just as good as Hawksmoor. Yeah. If you go to Hawksmoor, you and the missus, it's always like 250, 300. But Black Lock, you walk out of that, it's like 80 quid. I get two steaks, all sides, all that kind of shit. Two steaks. 80 quid for two. What the fuck? 600 for... What's Hawksmoor? I haven't been there. Hawksmoor. I haven't been there. Hawksmoor... Hawksmoor's nice. Sounds That's like with a, wine is too. Is it a castle? Though. Huh? Is it a castle? No, it's a steak. It's a steak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a, it's, it's kind of like fine dining. It's a nice steak. Yeah. Steak's like 50 quid. 600 though. I didn't oh, say yeah. 600. No, I oh, said okay, like 250, 300. Oh, okay, sorry. With yeah, wine, with wine. Yeah. I didn't, I, I just. Neustrat would be. Yeah. If, if me and you went to Neustrat, we're like, let's go for it. Oh yeah. That Without wine, down. that would be like yeah. five, 800. Yeah, I see kind of coats there for like 20 quid. Yeah, it's a joke. What a violation. Anyway, no Monclizzi for you. Nah, fuck that. How's the foot, man? Let's get, yeah. let's get back into the some The foot's pretty fucked. Like, the more... This, this is from Giancarlo. This is from you know? Giancarlo, yeah. Wagner didn't... I just tapped into the knee because Wagner touched it. Essentially, once he got my leg, I didn't want to risk any more damage to it. And okay. uh, Mason didn't do anything to it either. It was just purely the uh, corkscrew toll from Damn. Adoni. Yeah. He got on tight, man. Yeah, yeah. It popped many times. <laughs> Oh, sure. uh, and you said it's healing, it's getting feeling better in each it's, day. It's feeling better each day, but then, for example, we just did a bit of drilling there and like, uh, like, rock, like having my foot flat on the floor is not okay. Turning out of it is not okay. Any sort of like, even you grabbing it with your hand was like painful to the point that it's not okay. Yeah, we're like, let's so, stop doing that. So yeah, <laughs> I, I had to pull out that grapple fest match. That's not happening because like that's last un- time. That's unfortunate, man. I'd love to see you smash Jacob Couch. That would be good fun. Did you guys get a rematch or just like, do you have to fake it, vacate your title or anything? Or? Uh, he said it will happen in February instead. So oh, okay, I'm cool. like, that's fine. That's nice. I don't actually mind vacating a title. In- no, <laughs> hold on to that. Hold on to that for dear life. Yeah, uh, yeah either way. Like last time I competed with an injured foot, I just kept re-injuring the foot. Like I had a match with Lloyd Cooper, my knee was injured. So instead of taking pressure on my knee, I tried to bend my leg to put more pressure on the foot, basically, which didn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, and he popped my to- popped me, my foot with a toe hold, and there was obviously no time to tap, just instant pop. Otherwise, I would have tapped. And then, yeah. and then next matches I had, I got toe holded again. And like in training, I kept getting like esteemer locked and toe holded. Just because you're, yeah. Yeah, yeah just because you can't really use your foot, put it in safety anywhere. So you just get fucking caught. And like it, all the bones there are so small that they need a long time to, for the nerves to. Just let this one heal up. Yeah, so yeah, fuck that. I'm not just taking, taking L's because, because my foot is injured and because like, no oh, way. you know. No way, that's, <laughs> how, that's, how, that's how career goes downhill. Yeah, yeah, just continuing to lose matches. Like, yeah, go, you, you go downhill. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay. A terrible idea. Well, there we go. Uh, What's that? Fail one BJJ. Wow. Full-time BJJ. How? I can see why. So yeah, how, how to do full-time BJJ? Well, it depends like if you're, how, how old you are. If you're a oh. child and you can just go straight from school to jujitsu, you know, start by teaching kids classes. If you can live with your parents for a bit, that's one route. If you're already old, like doing full-time jujitsu, I don't know if that's like... A that's reasonable a good idea. decision. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah, because you're not going to get to like a world-class level. So why would people come to your academy? <laughs> basically. Unless, nah, unless you're a fucking good coach. Yeah, you could be a fucking good coach, but it would take you like 10, 15 years to get to that level. Yeah. So, and, and in those 10, 15 years of you not being a fucking good coach, you know, there's about six years where you're completely useless to anyone in jiu-jitsu. Like, you're not going to be able to <laughs> teach anything for... Like, you could teach <laughs> stuff, but you basically like, there'll always be someone who's better, more qualified than you. Yeah, yeah. you probably charge... 
Yeah, and like, yeah, so if you were going to do it, you have to have a side job and you have to really study jiu-jitsu and do all the work that people don't want to do and then regurgitate and... What's the work people don't want to do? Uh, watching instructionals, learning them and then practicing them and then... Yeah. And all that kind of stuff, which is basically like, like other than the actual physical training, all the mental work yes. has to be done. Yeah. And it has to be done like not just one guy, you have to do everyone so you don't get caught out of bullshit and you have like a broad range of perspectives. This is a classic thing, isn't it? People are like, I'm just going to train, keep training, keep training, physical training, yeah. physical training, physical training. Like, like yeah. you need to sharpen the mental sword as yeah. well. Also like find, for a lot of these jiu-jitsu guys as well, I mean, quoting back to the, the Joe Rogan podcast is... Never heard of it. Um, like Gordon, he's if he's done like three sessions a day, he's like I'm fucked. And he's got a coat. You got a coach and fucking like yeah. you as an example as well. You, you could do like one big session a day, but you've got to do privates. You got to travel here. You got to travel fucking there. Yeah. Get home at eleven o'clock. You're exhausted. And you're gonna rinse and repeat. You're not sleeping properly. You're not you're, like if you're yeah. a professional athlete, you need to be sleeping properly, yeah. training properly, eating yeah, properly, yeah. relaxing, feeling good. You need yeah. more sleep than the average fucking punter. Like, if you think you're an athlete, like does you say bolt teach running lessons? No. No fucking way. Do no any way. of the footballers teach football lessons? No, no fucking way. way. They just spend all their time training and, and playing video games, proving their skills. Yeah, and probably playing FIFA as well. Yeah, on, on, on PS5. Just because they're competitive as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So the more you can actually train and not do any teaching, the better you'll be able to teach in the long run. Yeah. Although I'd say teaching probably helps your jiu-jitsu. It's like that's gonna be my next point. Like for you like just teaching where you like to teach and what's also convenient for you yeah so like if you had like everything down packed and like a close like proximity nothing's outside like a half an hour to 15 minutes a half an hour radius yeah amazing yeah that would be fun and also good. like some kind of passive it's it's always easier said than done because everyone's trying to fucking earn passive income online yeah. but like if you have some money coming in on like through an online for yeah. like structure it makes your life a lot easier yeah BJJ Fanatics is definitely the best way. Another yeah. thing I could do is like online privates, but I just feel like they're just fucking pointless. Like, like a Zoom. Yeah, they're just fucking, they're just like, you, you can do it. You can send videos over of you doing stuff. But again, that's just more like. Just do a Patreon. Yeah, but that's, yeah, you could do that. But again, that's also essentially the same as just doing an instructional. Yeah. You may as well just do an instructional and have it all on, all in one go and just selling it on a big website. Yeah. It's just the same shit, essentially. So a Patreon is good because I guess you don't have to share your profits too much. You know what's another way? Building this podcast done. Yeah, just start putting ads on it or something. We could start putting ads on it. We could. Just get Adblock on YouTube Premium and we'll still get paid. Does Adblock stop the YouTube ads? No, YouTube Premium does, but we'll still get the ads for it. I feel like I would rather literally kill myself and get YouTube Premium. It's 10 quid. Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Nah, it's just the principle. YouTube used to be fucking I good. Kill it used to be good. I'm, I'm telling you. It was like the occasional look, ad, skippable. I understand your point. Uh, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. And since I got YouTube Premium, it's been the best decision I've ever made. I watch YouTube a lot. Just think yeah, about it. I get, no, I get, I get it. It's like, but it, it's What it's else good. does it do, though, YouTube, other than just not having ads? It just cuts out all ads, zero ads. You want to watch a video? Like, especially when YouTube got to a point where it's just like ads, 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 ads. Yeah. Now it's like, zero ads. Yeah, no be, skip ads. Must nothing. be weird. It's nice. Anyway, make sure, you, ra- make sure you get around ten this podcast. Yeah, 10 quid a month. For not seeing ads. 
Yeah, you can think about bad. it. <laughs> it's not that bad. You I'm can already thinking about can it. Think. <laughs> I'm already considering <laughs> Have it. Have a think about it. Because equally, I do fucking hate the ads. Yeah. But yeah. That's why you should rate, subscribe, like this podcast, share it around, support us. We'll get some. We'll get some. We'll get, get some. YouTube preview. No, do, do that. And then <laughs> make sure we get some ads on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be good. And then all support will go to Flanagan and myself so we can help him become full time athlete. Yeah. Mainly. Um, go to Nuzret. Exactly. Right. Let's get like another question. This, this podcast is going so fast, man. So quickly. Oh, okay. Hardest match and then American food. Oh, we can we get some tales of some. Yeah, fat, fat things in America. All right, we'll start with hardest match because that's a quick one, I think. All right, Bodoni is obviously the hardest match and I would have done the absolute if my ankle wasn't fucked. Uh, Bodoni is also, like, for me, I'd the like most to... skillful and the one who was actually pressuring, like, Mason. He looks sick as well, by the way, Bodoni. Bodoni, yeah, during, yeah, he's just, like, he actually dominated everyone and I don't think I've seen Hulk getting tapped for a long time and he tapped him and, uh, yeah. And he, he dominated him as well. He made tapped. him look fucking tired. Yeah. Made him look fucking. Well, he didn't make him look bad by any means, but he just he, he just uh, like yeah. His te- technique was superior to. Yeah, Hulk's. I feel like everyone else was basically surviving against him. Yeah. Yeah. He looked and really like, good. If my if our match would have gone longer, I, I'm sure I would have got tired quicker than he would have because he was on top and he was like good pressure side to side passing and pressure and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd like to see you guys run it back. That'd be a very yeah. entertaining match. Yeah, to watch. It, would, it would be good fun. Yeah, I would, I would enjoy that. Yep. If he'll have me, the champ. All right, anyway. Yeah, let's run it back. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the other one? Yeah, that was it, basically. I would have done the absolute, obviously. Yep. Uh, I would rather get someone big in the absolute than someone like a little Fabrizio Andre. Fuck that. He's so good. He's just, just so just gnarly. So, like, yeah. so much energy. Yeah, fast and just like so much to prove. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that height. He's a big too. Uh, what, he's like a jack. Yeah, he's, he's fucking yeah. strong as fuck. Yeah, he must have. Must take some bombs. Must get the eight hours sleep a night. <laughs> <laughs> At least eight hours sleep a night. To refer back to earlier in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, build up different. No, I wouldn't have changed anything in the build. Ideally, I wouldn't have injured. Oh yeah, I injured my knee, uh, my MCL prior to this, and my Pez and Serene. I didn't even know that was a fucking thing. But yeah, that that was three uh, weeks before. That was injured. That was how long? That was three weeks before. Three weeks that before. was gnarly, yeah. man. And I, I managed like... to. Managed to get it in very good order before. So, well, not very good, but like usable, where mm. it wasn't like hindering my performance with a lot of ibuprofen. Uh, so, that would have been good. I also had the shits before on a rib injury. So, the camp could have, I mean, I said on video that the camp was great, but the camp was fucking terrible, essentially. Like, <laughs> huge swathes of <laughs> inconsistent training and injury. not on my choice either. All I wanted to do is train, just. Fever, diarrhea, yeah. bad rib, bad foot, yeah. bad that, knee. I had four colds from January to like, halfway through March, then I had a rib injury, then I had the shit, then I had, (laughs) (laughs) then I had my knee and then I had a cold and then my cold and knee were clearing up both at the same time for ADCC. So it was kind of perfect timing on the knee and the cold because you can't get two injuries at once and you can't get the cold. (laughs) (laughs) You can't get a cold directly afterwards. I knew that on the day I would be just about healthy, like perfectly healthy. Perfect. So, but yeah, anyway, the the build-up could have been much better, to be fair. So next time I won't get injured. Damn. (laughs) It's a lot. There's a lot of crackheads in America, man. Oh yeah, fucking hell. (laughs) Jesus If you haven't been to America, specifically LA, 
San Diego, anywhere on that west coast, really, even Vegas. Haram. The whole place is just haram as fuck. It is crazy. Bruh. It is really something different. I didn't even, like, for those that follow my Insta, I have a lot of unseemly types on it, but I didn't even, there's no point. There's just no point. <laughs> it's I, like a I cult. <laughs> every time I went to record them, I was like, but there's another one here who just looks just as cracked. Like, <laughs> like, what am I even doing? Like, if I film this guy, why don't I film this guy and this guy and this guy and everyone? Like, literally the first person that spoke to us as we got out of the hotel was some crackhead standing by the bus stop. He kept glancing at us and I was like, oh my God, here we fucking go. He's like, <laughs> Y'all guys mind if I chill with y'all today? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm full. <laughs> so oh, hot as well. Man. You just think like, it's like an extra layer of crack because you know they're like outside in the fucking heat and they're used to it. Zombies, man. Yeah, they're used to this like, actual dehydration as well as being crackers. Nothing's gonna take them down, man. They're so interactive. They're so interactive. Like, <laughs> Bro, on the I bus, yeah. I, I saw two guys. One, gu one guy was screaming at the top of his lungs at nine o'clock in the morning as me and my buddy went to get a rental car in Venice Beach. And he's <laughs> screaming as loud as he can. I'm like, man, he's going to get closer and closer and it's going to be a problem. And a police car just drives past him. I'm like, oh, like in Australia, like they'll fucking like almost run into him and like fucking take him down. And you're like, oh, a police car's going to come past and do something. And they're just staring at him as they're driving past. <laughs> and you're like, they fucking love it. Wow. Yeah, you can't catch all the fish if you go fishing. Yeah, exactly. So I guess the policeman had to just ignore him. Yeah, they're fucking interactive though. Like, yeah. Like, they speak to themselves, they speak publicly, they, their thoughts are always broadcast. It's kind of crazy, like if you look at them, you're like, whoa, inside their head must be just absolute yeah, chaos right now. Unrecognizable. Like, yeah, there's chaos. no way you could, you, could, you could imagine what it's like to be, yeah, chaos, yeah, just chaotic. Like, yeah. Also, yeah, the amount of people that just like, it's almost like Tourette's, they just speak everything that comes to their head as they're, as they're walking around or whatever. Yeah. Just mad. I walked yeah. past one guy in Vegas and he said something about like UFC, MMA. He started following me for a bit. And then I was like, how long is this going to go on for? <laughs> Maybe like a minute. And he yeah. just stopped following me. But it's some just of them okay. are okay though. Some of them are actually like, like LA's hot, I guess. And Vegas is hot. I guess you don't actually need a home to survive. You could, That's what I'm saying. That's what it will go there. Yeah. You could live. It's hot all year round. Yeah. Yeah. So you're actually okay. But like, and some of them, you were actually like quite friendly. Like, oh, this. That was a normal-ish conversation. He seems to know about current affairs and stuff. <laughs> but then some of them, like, like, especially on the bus, they're always like, they're always super like interactive and trying to get people to talk to them. And like, yeah. it's always inevitably they hold out their hand for the handshake and they introduce themselves and give their name. Hey, I'm Gary, and you're like, yeah. this is going to be a disaster. Fuck, I've got to. I'm not going to give my name, obviously, but I can't <laughs> not shake his hand. You know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, because it's. If you don't shake his hand, you're, you've offended a crackhead and they've got nothing to lose. And if you do shake their hand, you've now got like crack on your hands. And your conversation to deal with, because you've entered the conversation. Now you have to get you out You don't need to enter the conversation. It's one way. Oh, you can just it's, it's one way regardless. Like they're just going to speak to you and you just keep your eye on them in case they swipe at you at any point. Got it. Like, <laughs> I come on the bus, I see, see two guys talking like across the seats. And then I realize like, hmm, there's a lot of, it's a lot of one way traffic in this conversation. And I see it's just this guy like, like looking up from his book that like he's clearly pretending to read with his earphones in yeah. and someone's just speaking to him and he's like looking up and going, hmm. Any minute now. Yeah, and then eventually <laughs> the Kraken like holds out his, no, they're already speaking and the Kraken holds out his hand, introduces himself and he's like, looks at the hand for a second then slowly shakes the hand. But you see it's like, 
Fear. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't win because you, like, you can't just ignore them like in London. You can't just be fucking rude because they're like... They're aggr- What's the hands there? Yeah, they're, they're on it. The they will chase you. They would be counted as a disrespect because you've almost got to respect the crackheads there because there's so fucking many of them. Whereas in London, if there's a crackhead, you should be like, just leave us the fuck alone, right? We're on the tube. You don't have a right to speak to us. But there, it's, they're considered, you know, people. You're outnumbered. Yeah, you're outnumbered. You're, you're outnumbered. fucking <laughs> Damn. Jesus. Actually, let's finish this one off. Uh, how's Wagner's knee? What happened with Wagner's knee? I don't think we talked about that. Uh, Wagner's knee didn't pop. To be fair, he, I'm pretty sure he had cortisone injections in his knees because he had little uh, plasters on both of his knees. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that's cortisone injections. And uh, But his ankle, bro. Bro. His, uh, yeah, it wasn't like... So on, I put up a post, and on the post, he commented that it, it was a very serious pop, but it wasn't broken. So his bones aren't broken. But after the match, he told me, my bones are shifting. So that's essentially, he couldn't stand up. And, uh, but yeah, when I popped, I was, it was a belly down inside heel hook, bear in mind. And he just, he just, <laughs> he just ate it. He just, he just, he, like his, he maybe made a bit of a face, like as, it, as he was turning into it and popping it. But afterwards he was just smiling at me like some, like an Aztec mask, bro. He's just, it's just like, but yeah, it was like oh, three, savage. it wasn't a pop or like two pops or three pops. It was like, three like waves of pops, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, and then, and then, and then eventually once he got his hands on, on my, I mean, I ran out of range of motion, but once he got his hands on my wrist, it's like, well, that's it, right? He's hand fighting from 50-50. You basically don't have the heel hook anymore. But that, the only reason like he escaped is because he was just happy to let it break. He just let it completely go, like no trouble. Like I, I don't, that seems like just such a painful experience. What a savage. Yeah, Shout just, to you have to respect that. I told him during the match, like, buddy, you deserve this more than me. You, you, you just <laughs> let it break. <laughs> Shout out to Wagner, man. That's, that's fucking crazy. To the man. Fuck, man. Jesus. Damn. Okay, American food. Next topic. Well, well. It's expensive, what can I say? It's, it's expensive. expensive. It's Everything. full of sugar and fucking grease. Full, and... Of, full of oil, man. You got like... So me and my friend, we went to some like the... Fancy places for dinner and lunch and mm. stuff. That was, that was all very nice and well. But yeah. if you go to like a like a cafe or something, you'd be like, "Oh, can I get like an omelet with some ham?" It's like, cool. This should be like maybe five, seven hundred calories or so. Like two handfuls of cheese, oil. They just crush it with all the oil and grease, and you're right. like, "Man, this is like a fifteen hundred calorie omelet now." Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, you're in Vegas the whole time. That's tough. That's yeah. expensive in Vegas expensive too. As fuck. And also, just seeing what people put on their plates in the buffet was. <laughs> Eye opening. So yeah. We went to the buffet and there was a, a row of mobility scooters, like, like three to four minimum mobility scooters, empty and parked up next to the buffet. Like they had like an indoor parking space for fat cunts. <laughs> they managed, I mean, who knows? Maybe they had a, an actual disability. Maybe there's a deal on a disability. Deal on parking. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but like, so they could get off out of their mobility scooters. To get breakfast. Go to the buffet and fill their plate up with like shrimp, sushi and fucking donuts on the same plate and then walk to their table, but they couldn't just walk around in general. It's fairly ironic. Unbelievable. It is unbelievable. unbelievable. But then they want, like, they want, like, it's so clear that why obesity is an issue in America. Yeah, yeah, I, could, I don't even blame them. Yeah, it's, it's just the portion them. sizes. There's all the wastage, portion sizes, oils. Like I didn't get any vegetables. Cheese. Yeah. Like, why, why does an omelette need to be cooked in, like, 
Five yeah. tablespoons of oil. Golden syrup. Shit, <laughs> like wow. some of the breakfasts we got given were like scrambled eggs, bacon, a big vat of golden syrup, and some pancakes on the side. And like, that, it's just it's, it's two thousand calories. Balanced breakfast. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, sorry to be stereotypical, but where's the fucking beans on toast? Where's like just toast, just bread that is toast? UK is actually pretty good for that. You come back to the UK, even Australia as well. Australia, well, you go outside to some parts of rural Australia, it's a little bit worse, but like. It's, the portion sizes are sensible. You're gonna get some protein. You're gonna yeah. get some veg. It's all yeah, very like, sensible. Like mushrooms. What's wrong with fried mushrooms? Why can't yeah. they just fry mushrooms? Put them in a big fucking vat, and then you can spoon the mushrooms on the. Full plate. English. Full English is the ultimate breakfast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Full English is truly a meal of champions. All right. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Great to see you. And it's nice well, to be back. Welcome back to the podcast. To the motherland. Guys, remember to like, subscribe. Also, if you want to support Owen and get your leg locks on the same level as Owen of Flanagan's, you need to purchase his uh, UK variant on yeah. BGJ Fanatics. BGJ Fanatics. There is a daily deal on, probably for a couple of days. I don't know how it works exactly, but... You can get some deals on there. There's, 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 some codes. there's always some deals. Just, yeah. Yeah. Do yourself a favour. Guys, remember, YouTube, like, subscribe. Spotify, rate, great to see you. Welcome back. Nice. Good, good to be back. <laughs>